The Dallas Cowboys officially report to training camp this week, which means football is back. What is the biggest storyline going into Oxnard? All that more this episode of Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. The same with your vehicle. So for the parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter or X or whatever they're deciding to call it now. <laughs> uh, McCool BCB. Landon, what's going on, sir? You can check me out on Twitter. I don't think I'll be on X. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see if how it turns out. I'm doing good. I, look, we are there. We've arrived. We are here. We've arrived. We have uh, we have arrived on the week of uh, training camp. So I'm excited to uh, to get into this and just to start talking about this. Stuff. Yeah. So we're gonna do a little bit of a, a training camp primer. The Cowboys, I think their first practice is on Wednesday, but that's always just like a really light walkthrough. They have another practice on Thursday. I would imagine things are gonna start picking up, but. Actually, really quickly, I think last year they did basically like no teamwork the first week of practice. Is that right? Yeah, I basically, you know, I, I plan on maybe going down there maybe this weekend. But honestly, I don't actually anticipate them really getting started until early next week. That's that's yeah. usually that first week is really just getting everyone in, getting everyone checked in, everyone learning kind of what practice is going to be like. You know, yes. the kind of the, the the pods that they'll go to, the you know what happens when the whistle blows and that sort of thing. Uh, but the real like hitting and you know kind of actual interesting stuff probably doesn't actually start until you know Sunday or Monday. Yeah, so we're going to talk about the biggest storylines to to watch for over the next month or so. Um, but before we do that, just kind of like a quick primer of training camp. Uh, my, you know, actually, it's our philosophy here is that it's not about one play or one practice. It's about a string of practices. Can you be consistent? from practice to practice. We steal this line every year from our friend Sigmund Bloom. It's a drumbeat, right? We want to see somebody have really positive notes coming out of practice every day before we get excited. Anything else to add there? No, I think that you summed it up. Yeah, okay. Uh, I got a story to tell you about training camp. This is my, one of my favorite stories I've ever, ever read. Uh, it's from Jeff Risden. He was talking about how not everything you see at training camp matters and context matters a lot. Yeah. Uh, he was at the Cleveland Browns training camp practice in 2018, Baker's rookie year, and he got to practice early. And before the drill got started, uh, Todd Haley was the offensive coordinator, coordinator, and he was telling Baker, hey, we're going to practice this drill where you're in the pocket, you're going to uh, scramble out to the right and throw the ball away, and I'm going to show you how to protect your body on a throwaway, right? Like, just to the drill. So he start working on the drill, and a couple – big name reporters come in a little bit later and they see Baker just throwing the ball out of bounds. So what's the headline in the story? The next day is Baker may feel wildly inaccurate in practice. That's my kind of story for everybody. Like be careful how much stock you're putting into all these practice reports, because a lot of times people don't even really know what they're seeing. 
Context, man. I mean, listen, you, you, you ran right straight into my brand, baby. Uh, context matters. Like what they're doing, why they're doing what they're doing on the field matters. And that shows you right there. Like he's protecting the, the, the drill there is to show you how to protect your, his body. It's not about where the ball ends up. Who cares mm-hmm. where the ball ends up? The, the drill is about throwing the football away. So, uh, yeah, I think, you know, th- this, this sort of story has happened to me as well where I, I was you know, near the sideline, heard the coaches talking to the players about what the drill that they were doing actually was, and then you go on to Twitter later, and there's a complete misunderstanding of what was happening on the field. And I 1,000% believe that I have been guilty of the same thing, and, and you just have to be aware of that. You have to be aware that sometimes you need a little bit more context to understand exactly what's happening. If it doesn't make sense, if the drill doesn't make sense to you when you're looking at it, uh, then there, there probably is more to it than, than you understand just by simply watching them, you know, execute it. And it's another reason why I don't care about like training camp numbers. Like, Hey, Dak no. Prescott was seven of eight for a drill, or he had four interceptions in team period. This is a chance for, especially really good players to experiment and test their limits to see, okay, yeah. Hey, I can get away with this or Hey, I can't try this in a certain situation. And that's the other thing. Like, a lot of times these coaches are putting players in situations where yeah. they have to go outside their comfort zone a little bit. They might tell Dak, hey, we're going to practice third and 14 throws here. You've got to drive the ball to the sticks. It's okay if you throw an interception. It's not the big you know, big deal. But we know how that ends up being on social media, right? So I just – that's just our kind of just blanket statement is be careful – to not overreact to what you see in one <laughs> drill or in one practice. It's hard. It's like it's like telling people that have been crawling through the desert not to fall for a mirage that there's water at the end of the yeah. at the end of their sight. I mean, it's because you know we all get excited. Football's been gone. Every single little bit is going to want to be examined and cross-examined. And listen, I I totally understand. There's a reason I'm dragging my butt out to Oxnard every year to see this. But I, I do think it's important to understand that sometimes we don't have the full context. Uh, and and that tracking these numbers like you know like it's like it's a game is is not the way to do this. They they don't treat every single snap like it's a uh, in a vacuum. There's a, often a lot of specific drilling that's happening in each one of these kind of little pods that they. So having said that, what are some things that you can take away from camp? Because you've been there countless years now. Like when you go, what are some of the things in general that you're looking for? Yeah, I mean, I think the first, you know, kind of things that you you start to look at is, you know, how the players themselves individually look, right? I mean, that's kind of the first place where your eyes go is is you just haven't physically seen these guys in a long time, right? So you you, you want to make sure that you're getting an eye on exactly kind of you know some of the the physical growth that's happened, uh, and, and and a lot of and a lot of those kind of elements just on the player side, right? Uh, and then I, I think specifically for what the, the Cowboys are are doing this year, they, they have got, we've got a lot to look at when it comes to the, the run game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think specifically, like you know, there's been so much turnover. I mean, I think look purely from an X's and O's standpoint, the offense is going to look different than last season. And I, I think that that's just because of, you know, we've changed play callers, the offense, we don't know how much has changed, but that's part of kind of feeding into this. Uh, but there's been so many faces and specifically in, in the run game. Like, I think you look at what's happened. We've, they've lost, uh, uh, they've, they've changed their starting running back. They have different run, backup running backs. They have a new run game coordinator. Uh, they have a new, in Blasco, they have a new offensive line coach in Solari. 
So so the the run game specifically is going to start looking very different. And I think you could start to kind of see you know how maybe some of the 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 plays that they're kind of lining up and and you know especially early on they'll start kind of stepping through plays and it'll be a lot of teaching on and and landmarking it's like okay you're the running back you mean make sure you hit the outside hip on this run if you're the the offensive lineman you're down blocking on the center and make sure you get your outside hand here it, so it's 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 a lot of kind of just trying to parse through what they're teaching early on uh, and especially since there's so much change that's that's going on, I, I think that there is uh, some things that we can get just based on, you know, the way that they're running some of these plays that that mm-hmm. that may be different than what we've seen in, in previous years, uh, uh, you know, and that sort of thing. I, I think really early on, it's it's you're not you're not getting you're not trying to determine depth charts, you're not trying to determine you know, breakout candidates. Yeah. You're trying to see where where players physically are, if they look physically different. And you're trying to see, you know, parse exactly what, what the Cowboys are trying to teach these players and if it's different than what they've done in previous seasons. And someone like yourself who's been to these, you know, practices every year, like one thing you'll probably notice right away is, like, oh, Michael Gallup looks so much springier than he did yeah. last year. Like those are the takeaways to me that like really matters. Okay, this guy looks a lot leaner than we saw him last year. This guy looks a little bit quicker than we saw him. Those kind of things really matter. And I think it does translate over the season. I want to talk more about Mike McCarthy's offense and how it's going to look when we get to camp next. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions about your career, a relationship, or anything else, Therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate your life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice, the easier it gets. It's just like Cowboys going out to training camp, right? The more the practice, the more that they practice something, the better they're going to get. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, go ahead and Check out BetterHelp. It's absolutely fantastic. It's done entirely online. It's designed to be convenient and flexible so it can be suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for any reason at no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get uh, 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on welcome back to the locked on cowboys podcast on tomorrow's show we're going to be answering your twitter questions before the cowboys have their first practice so make sure you send them into us at marcus underscore Mosier at mccool bcb uh we will be answering them tomorrow so check out that Lena, let's talk about mike mccarthy's offense how yeah. quickly into practice do you think you're going to be able to tell the difference kind of between him running the show and Kellen moore calling this offense I, I think it may take a little while because, you know, we've talked about the idea that we think that the, the, the playbook for the most part will, will kind of stay the same. I mean, I think that there will be, I think they said something like 30% turnover or less than that. Um, so I think, you know, early on it, it will, uh, you know, they, they, they tend to like to do specific things on days. Like today they'll work on red zone stuff or today they'll work on, on, uh, you know, 20s and out stuff right or two minute warning stuff yeah two minute warning right they have like different like themes kind of of what they're working on during the day so uh, i think 
none of that will really change. I think, you know, what will change, as we said, is the play caller and how they call the plays and how they, you know, feel the game and, and, and make adjustments as they go. I don't know that we're going to start seeing those changes until uh, a little bit later in, in training camp once we start seeing actual two-minute situations with ones versus ones on, on offensive defense. Uh, that's when we may see a little bit of, of uh, oh, I don't know if Kellen would have run that play here. And, and I think that it's you know the subtlety and the difference between play callers may be something that is not easily parsed yeah. in training camp practices. But I think in the idea of – you know the 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 changes that Mike McCarthy made to the offense, to the to the the coaching staff, to the players that are in it. Those are the kind of things we'll see first, right? Like, you know, for instance, we've heard a lot about how uh, they're changing uh, how running backs are involved in pass protection. We've we've heard a little bit about how they're changing. Uh, uh, the way that they run outside zone and inside zone. So I think those changes that McCarthy is a part of will be the ones that we likely will see uh, sooner rather than later, right? Just because we'll see, oh, well, it does seem like Pollard's staying in the block a little bit more or a little bit less, depending on what how it is. Or, oh, it does seem like uh, they're they're using a fullback a lot more in outside zone than they have previously, which you can only hope. Uh, I, those are the kind of things I think we notice first before we notice like, play calling tendency changes which will be the kind of main thrust of the difference i think in in the play calling between uh, uh kellen moore yeah and- I, I was just gonna mention personnel groupings like that's one yeah, of the things groupings. i want to yeah. i, I want to find out really quickly and it's going to be hard because you mentioned like situationally yes if they're doing goal line stuff you're going to see three tight ends on the field yep. just, it is what it is when you're in two minutes they're probably going to be in 11 personnel or maybe 10 personnel right and Listen, I know it's going to happen. They're going to be in 10 personnel, and somebody's going to tweet, hey, the Cowboys love their 10 personnel. We can see them use it a lot more this year. But yeah, like neutral situations, I want to see CeeDee Lamb playing in a slot. Is Brandon Cooks lined up you know, as the Z receiver? Like Just things like that over the course of a couple of weeks I think will give us a better idea as to what the McCarthy offense might look like. Yeah, and, and just be on the, on, on the lookout for things – formationally or personnel wise that look unique or different, right? Like, I mean, that doesn't mean that that necessarily will, you know, make its way into the regular season or, or will become a a big part of the offense, but it's just something to make note of and, and see, Oh, Oh, it's, it's uh, like Connor McGovern playing tight end or fullback. Like I saw, saw some of that stuff early in preseason. We're like, (laughs) What, what is that actually a thing or is this just well, like you know a necessity thing and so. the other thing i want to see is like is Cavante turpin more involved in offense yeah are they using him more are they using less pre-snap motion i know when uh mike mccarthy was in green bay with aaron Rodgers, they didn't use a lot of pre-snap motion was that because of mccarthy or was that more because aaron Rodgers doesn't like that so like just those little things and i again i I'm not going to tell you whether it's better or worse than it was last year, but like those are going to be the subtle changes that we could probably pick up in camp. Yeah. And again, I, I think you nailed it on the head. I, I don't think we should automatically assume all changes are good and that uh, all that or change is bad. I, I think what we are doing is marking the changes. Uh, and then when we kind of see the results of, of, of what comes out of that, that's when we can kind of parse yeah. maybe, well, maybe that was a good change or a bad change. Right. The only other thing I want to mention on the offense before we get to the offensive line is I just want to see kind of how the depth chart shakes out. And I know that's a very fluid thing. Like people yeah. can move up and down the depth chart a lot, but like 
is Malik Davis like the clearly the RB2? Are they rotating? Is it Ronald Jones? Is Deuce Vaughn, you know, only working with a third team? Like that kind of stuff will give us an indication of kind of maybe how the Cowboys view these players. And even with the receivers, like when they're in 10 personnel, is it Simi Fahoku? Is it Jalen Tolbert? Is Tolbert working with the first team? Again, those would be little signs to show, okay, hey, maybe the Cowboys really do like Jalen Tolbert or hey, maybe he's still way behind the top three players. Yeah, and, and, and again, like I think the other thing too you have to remember is that they will also give opportunities to some of these guys. So uh, don't necessarily think that Tolbert yeah. getting a bunch of snaps with the first team means that he's suddenly wide receiver three or something like that. Uh, but, but I mean, I don't, it, does mean, it doesn't mean that those reps aren't important. They are. Uh, you need to make sure that when you see guys like uh, Tolbert get in, the, in with the first team or, or you know, uh, Fahoku is in there as, as the third receiver as opposed to Gallup, that you see how they're, how they're doing because, I mean, obviously the more that they perform in training camp, the more opportunity yep. they get and the more chance they actually get to have uh, snaps in a meaningful way in a game in, that, in those positions. One of the biggest takeaways that I'm sure we'll get very early in training camp is how are the Cowboys – you know, rotating with their offensive linemen, who's starting, who's playing where. Let's uh, discuss that a little bit more next. All right, Lena, the Dallas Cowboys have their first official practice on Wednesday. We imagine by the weekend, they'll probably start to ramp up uh, the pace a little bit in practice. How do you anticipate the Cowboys opening up with their starting offensive line uh, for practice number one? Yeah, I mean, the real question is, I mean, we think the question starts with what's Terrence Steele's status, yeah. right? And, and and then, honestly, the next stop on that train is, is Zach Martin practicing, <laughs> you know? So uh, I think those two things are kind of the first stop, right, on, on this on this kind of adventure of exactly how the offensive lines get shake out. Uh, if Terrence Steele avoids Pup, uh, if Zach Martin... Uh, Which we uh, should find avoid, out in the next day or so, I would imagine. Yeah, I would think so. Um, if Zach Martin av- uh, avoids the holdout, I would imagine that's your starting right side. I don't imagine that we're going to see a ton of Terrence Steele, even if he does avoid Pup, just because they'll probably play it safe. As they should. So, so I think what we'll likely see is quite a bit of, t- of Tyron Smith at right tackle. Uh, whoever is playing right guard, whether it's Martin or, uh, you know, Varniak filling in for him. Matt Wolesko. Obviously. <laughs> or well, let's go. I, I or, still don't understand that at all. But please go ahead. Well, let's we'll see, right? Maybe it's genius. Maybe it's uh, it's as silly as we think it is. Uh, obviously, Biotic, uh and then I think you know in, in that situation, you likely are going to see uh, Tyler Smith as the left tackle, and then uh, a host of folks to try to figure out exactly what's going on in the left guard situation. Right? You're going to see Chuma Doga. You're going to see Awesome Williams. You're going to see T.J. Mm-hmm. Bass. Yeah, you're going to see all those guys get opportunities to kind of mix in there uh, and, and get some guard work and see what they get. Look, I mean, the other thing is we're, we're going to talk about it. The Zach Martin situation, without a doubt, complicates – it just complicates things as far as trying to sort out the offensive line. I don't know if it's a long-term problem or if it's going to be bad, but, you know, it would be nice <laughs> considering all the things that I mentioned earlier, the change in running run game quarter, the change in offensive line coach, the change in starting running back. It would be nice – to be able to have the starting offensive line out there for a good portion of training camp to kind of get in sync with everything that's changing here. He's a little uh, bit of continuity. Like that would be nice. Like they had none it, last year, right? It would be nice to have just some continuity, frankly. Yeah. 
Um, and I think that I think that that's especially now, right? Like, I mean, I think last year Zach Martin missing training camp would have been less impactful as it is this season, simply because of all the changes that I just mentioned. Yeah. So, the Cowboys have a lot to sort out. Not just the continuity, getting into the swing of things, getting into sync with this new running game. They got to figure out what's happening in that backup left guard situation, and then largely, you know, even though we all feel confident about it, they've got to figure out what's the starting five is. Uh, and 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 I think. Be, some of these injuries, some of these holdouts, they may complicate some things. But I think one of the things that one of the benefits you'll get is that you're going to get a lot of these young guards, and you know, and and Chuda Adoga as well. He's not quite young, but you're going to get a lot of these guys op- lots of opportunities to get snaps with the with the ones, and so you're going to get a good taste and a good feel for if any of these guys are worthy of changing the initial starting five lineup with the Smiths on one side, Terrence and and Zach on the other. Uh, And if not, you'll at least have an idea of what the backup situation is in case something happens to Tyron or Tyler on the left side, who's going in at that left guard position. One thing I've learned about this coaching staff, it's it's clear to me, like they're comfortable being uncomfortable with the offensive line. Like they're fine just throwing stuff out just to see if it works. And I think it helps build your depth a little bit that you're constantly yeah. rotating these guys, but it does hurt your continuity, right? Like these guys just don't work together very often or as much as some other teams. So there's a trade-off, right? And I, we saw it last year when they had injuries, they were able to kind of keep the ship going, right? They ship afloat with their offensive line, but can it reach, you know, the top offensive the in the league? Yeah. I don't know, but I think because of the injury to Terrence Steele, because of Tyron Smith's, you know, uh, health questions because of Zach Martin's holdout, you're probably going to get some wonky offensive line combinations, at least early in camp. At least that's my thought. Yeah. And, and, and again, outside of the idea that you'd like to have the starting team out there for continuity sakes, you'd like for them to start to get a head start on, on this new system. It's not the worst thing in the world that you're getting these young kind of unproven interior guards snaps with their team just to kind of sort out a little bit better, who you've got as your backups there if you need them. So because you're going I, to I, need them. Like, that's the thing. Yeah, you're, you're NFL, definitely going to need them. You're going to need them. Now that it's a 17 game schedule and you know, you're going to probably if you want to win the Super Bowl, you're going to have to play four playoff games. Like you've, with, you're going to need all these guys. There's just no the, no way around it. With the same urgency that we would have discussed a backup swing or swing tackle situation last year, that's the same level of urgency we need to talk about with the backup left guard because now he is the swing yeah. tackle because you have Tyler Smith. Cowboys football is back, Landon. We made it. We finally made it through the summer. We get to talk about actual stuff on the field this week. It's going to be so much fun. Make sure that you are subscribed to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. We are free and available on all platforms. Uh, check out Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Landon's going to be actually out at Cowboys camp uh, a couple times over the next few weeks, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going out for all of next week. Uh, and then a couple of days maybe following after that. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to yeah. be out there. If, you, if you're out in Oxnard and you see me, come come, please say hi. So make sure you're uh, giving him a follow. We're going to have all the latest updates and recaps from practice. Uh, but tomorrow, again, we're going to be answering your Twitter questions. So be sure to send them in, and we'll see you guys right back here then.